What is up and welcome to the All Basketball Podcast. And I'm your host, Maurice Dixon, coming to you on the afternoon of June 2nd, well before the playoff game tonight in the NBA between the Wizards and the Sixers, the Mavs and the Clippers, and one more matchup. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Oh yeah, the Jazz and the Grizzlies. But before we get to all of that, I want to focus on last night, first day of June, and that guy Dame Lillard, man. It was definitely Dame time. And probably in a loss, dude dropped 55 points. And hear me on these numbers, on these shooting percentages. 17 of 24 overall, a 71%. 12 of 17 from deep. That's also 71%. Then he had 10 assists. He became the first guy to hit 55 points, 10 assists, and make 12 threes in the postseason. He also broke Klay Thompson's previous three-point record of 11 threes in a playoff game, dating back to 2016 when Klay had that epic game, game six in Oklahoma City when the Warriors were able to overcome overcome that 3-1 deficit and win that series over Kevin Durant Westbrook and go on to, um, unfortunately, they went on and lost to Cleveland. They blew a 3-1, then blew a 3-1 lead. But getting back to Dame Lillard, man, I mean, the shots I saw him make, I mean, sidesteps, step backs, coming around, coming around screens and, and the man, the defender on the backside who may just should have just switched or the guy tried to hedge and get back. He just burned him in every way. I mean, the hit, hit 12 threes and a lot of them like that. And then the fourth, with the one when you force overtime, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. was right there in his grill, still made the three. And then the force a double overtime, hitting, hitting the sidestep over Monty Morris. Um, all you can do is shake his hand in an incident in that instance, but then the big question comes, guys always say, I know on TNT last night they were screaming, you foul, you got time to foul. I mean, yeah, maybe the guy does, maybe for, since there's a fear of the guy trying to, he knows, you, he knows you're about to foul him, so he goes into a shooting motion and then you give him three, three free throws. Uh, always a tough situation, but with, I mean, they, they played great D. If I was coaching, I'm double teaming. I mean, this guy, he's called, <laughs> he's earned the nickname Dame Time for a reason. I mean, the shot against Houston in the playoffs years ago when he eliminated them, that James Harden, Dwight Howard team, then the one he hit over Paul George to eliminate OKC and Westbrook in that series in five games just a few years ago. Uh, big shot he hit, I think it was this this past regular season against the Bulls. I mean, I know he hit one Detroit one one season. With that reputation, I'm doubling you, taking the ball out your hands. We we live with the results because we're already going to overtime. It's not that we want to definitely lose the game if another guy gets a, close to a wide open shot. I'm taking the ball out your hands. We, we that's the ultimate sign of respect. We're going to have to, somebody else from the Blazers is going to have to beat my team. And 
that's what I would have did if I was in Mike Malone's shoes. I mean, and and the funny, the crazy thing was, now I know McCullum hit a big shot in the cluster either to help force OT or going to that second OT. I know he stepped on the baseline. They had a few blunders there, but nobody else was shooting well for, for their team. I mean, McCollum was what, seven of 22? Yeah, two of eight from three. Covington shot decent. Norman Powell, five of 14. Covington, five of 10. Uh, What's Carmelo? Because he was out there too. Three of 11, two of nine from three. I mean, I said, hey, I take my chances and put the pressure on, put the pressure on those guys, on the, on the role players. I know Carmelo's had a, made a history of, has a history of hitting some clutch shots, but he's older now. So in that case, I'm taking the ball out of his hands, but in the end, it worked out. Their strategy, the Nuggets staff, their strategy worked out because they ended up winning the game. I mean, so, but I mean, and Jokic had 38, um, another strong performance. Porter Jr. stepped up, hit some big shots, but uh, key game. I mean, Port Portland wins that game. They go up 3-2 going back home with a chance to close it out. Now it's going home down 3-2. And yeah, may maybe they'll get that game. Some of the role players, some of those guys have better nights, but my only concern would be unless Dame Lillard's about to hit a major hot streak, is he, can he duplicate that performance again? Highly unlikely, but maybe get close to those numbers. I mean, still shooting around 50% maybe close to 60 or definitely not dipping below 40, but it's, it's going to be a tough task after you exert so much energy and you come up short after a performance like that, it's going to be, um, it's going to be challenging to re repeat that, but maybe they go about it differently and everybody else is clicking and he, he continues to do enough or score within the 30 to 40 point range to um, help them even the series and bring it bring it back to Denver for a game seven, which would be um would, would definitely be must see. Uh other game last night, the Lakers and the Suns. Suns set the house on fire early. Gotta get the women and children out. I mean, it was Devin Booker came out smoking. Cameron Payne helped them out. I mean, they they were just rolling. Uh, Lakers actually started well, but that kind of faded, and then just Booker just Booker just took over, and not having Anthony Davis due to a growing injury really hurt the Lakers. Has been their kind of been their their story all season long. They've been dealing with LeBron was out with the ankle, then Anthony Davis had the calf issue, maybe Achilles issue, and it's just been. Um, they just had health issues and that's why they're a seventh seed. And I'm really surprised that the, the series is the way it is right now. I was surprised to see Phoenix come back and win game four after losing games two and three. And then for, and then game five, I kind of, with no, with no Davis and probably the, chance, the chances being slim of some of those role players for the Lakers stepping up back in Phoenix it was only going to be LeBron and and it was just going to be if 
once the Suns took off and then they got up 30, it was it was a wrap. I mean, to only allow the Lakers to score 10 points in the second quarter, it's quite an accomplishment. I mean, they they clanked it up. I mean, LeBron was finding guys, but they, they weren't making anything. Schroeder missed all of his shots. Drummond was a non-factor, really. Kuzma did okay off the bench, but I guess most of that was just in at the point during garbage time. So, but um, we'll see if Glass Davis is available to play in the next game. Um, he was kind of stretching it out, but couldn't go. I, I'm feeling pretty doubtful. Once you kind of get a growing injury, like what LeBron had when he first got to LA, he had some um, issues. I mean, he, he had to take some time off. And so I expect, expect a similar fate for Davis. Um, but if they get game six, they have to give him some extra time and maybe he can come out there and give him something for game seven. But, I mean, the Lakers up against it. I mean, with health, I didn't expect the series to go that way. But, and then with the issues Chris Paul was having, I was like, oh yeah, the Phoenix definitely doesn't have a chance now, but they have a chance. They're, they're, they're one game away. Hey, they, they go out there and play well and there's no Davis. The champs are out. I mean, they're, the Suns knocked off the champs. I mean, yeah, and it would be the, the Lakers would have the injury excuse, but sometimes it just happens. It's, it's sports. It's uh, it's a physical game. I mean, it's running, jumping. Your body sometimes your body just can't hold up to those to that strenuous action all the time. So, uh, but I mean, they're going back home. They just gotta definitely gotta get this next one. This. No, no time to relax. Must win. I'm pretty sure they'll we'll see a more aggressive LeBron if he has enough to he has enough in him, enough enough energy to at his age to push them through and get those get somebody else to help him. Then it'll be a, definitely a big benefit if Anthony Davis can go. But I mean, it's just it's just been his mo. I mean, just his mode of operation. He's been injured. He's on the floor often. Uh, I'm just not, I don't feel too positive about them repeating. I mean, he's just, he's just too injury prone. And without him, I mean, he's, he's a big part of their success. I mean, he's a big matchup problem. And if, if he's not in the game, the, the Lakers going to have it tough. And then if, if Harold isn't going to play well, if Shooter isn't going to play well, and Gasol's old, and, and if Drummond's, if Drummond can't give you, 18 and 15, then, and you already don't have a great three-point shooting team, it's just not going to be much. That's just not a, a successful recipe. I mean, it's it's just not going to not going to end well. But we'll see how that plays out. They they get back on the court Thursday night. We'll see how um see how it unfolds. Speaking of injuries, um, also want to one of tonight tonight's games, um, Embiid will be out for Game Five. Another guy just fragile. I mean, big guy. First two years in the league, he didn't play because of injuries. Um, missed he's missed time every every year, and it's just like everything was going well for that team, and they were on the verge of sweeping Washington, but 
Washington showed a lot of, the Wizards showed a lot of um, heart and, hey, a lot of pride. Hey, we're, we're not going to get swept. I know Westbrook had a off game, but grabbed 21 rebounds, dished out those assists. Hachimura hit some big shots down the stretch. Bill as well. But um, Philly's just a much better team, especially with Embiid. But, I mean, the play he got hurt on, I'm just looking at like, and I haven't heard anybody say this, but I feel like with him knowing how his body is and his reputation of injury, it's just going to be certain things you shouldn't do on the basketball court. You, know, you, you should stay away from. I mean, I know, obviously, you're, you're playing sometimes. Instinct takes over before you really think about it. But for him to get a pass kind of on the fast breaker, running downhill and then not be able to take off on two feet and, and go up strong and land properly, I mean, he's kind of doing a move that a, that a guard would do and, you know, stretching out, trying to get a layup over Lopez and then your, your knee kind of buckles and you land on your tailbone. It looks like it's just your, your tailbone is hurt. But they say you have a slight tear in your meniscus. And it's just, I mean, it just, it just to me, it wasn't a very smart play. I mean, you just have, you just have to know what you can and can't do at certain points. I mean, like I, I'll give this personal example. I believe me, I'm not on that level, but played my fresh year of basketball. Started having an issue around with my um, had a bone bruise in my foot around like 04, 05 when I was in Connecticut. We played ball religiously every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday during the winter up at the Y. And I went for a steal one time and I, I felt some discomfort in my right heel. I thought I I was thinking it was my around my Achilles. And so, I mean, that thing was aching. I kept playing on it foolishly, but I noticed when I would come to like jump stops or, or hard stops, cause I wanted to pull up or I'm running full speed and just stop on the dime. I would feel discomfort doing that. So after a while I had to, I had to learn a few times, but okay, it's, this is something you're not gonna be able to do anymore like that because you're gonna keep injuring this part of your foot then you're gonna be out here limping or not able to play. And um, it's just a, it's just a mental adjustment. I feel like he shouldn't be doing anything the way he's coming full force downhill off one foot. I mean, with not great balance. I mean, he falls off, and then you have an injury history. You just kind of have to know that there's certain things you shouldn't be doing. I mean, reset the ball, get it on the post. I mean, I know these guys. I know he has the ability to want to face up and do damage like that, but. Do things that are quote unquote safer. I know you can get hurt doing anything out there on the basketball court because you're moving around. It's a physical game. And it's just, it's a sport. It's it's physically taxing on your body. But just to have an injury like that now, okay, yeah, now you they they should, they'll they'll probably end end this series tonight. Cause they still have enough left with Tobias Harris. We'll see about Ben Simmons if he scores enough. But you have Danny Green, you have Seth Curry who can shoot. A couple other guys, Shake Milton, Dwight Howard Hill. He can be in the paint. I mean, not, not really an offensive force or an offensive threat, but put back the alley oops. He can he can finish those. 
backcourt my shooting. Um, they definitely have the shooting advantage over the Wizards, so that'll probably play to their advantage. But uh, it's just gonna come down to how Ben Simmons plays. We know he's not going to shoot, so but if he can score from the post, uh, draw draw the defense and be able to kick. I mean, Washington doesn't have really a great defense, so guys are going to be open pushing the open floor, just keep attacking the basket, but it's going to have to get that free throw percentage up. I mean, dude shooting, they started hacking him in the last game. He had like half his free throws, but it obviously wasn't enough. I mean, he's, I think, yeah, he's shooting in the series, he's five five of 20. And that's, that's just um, for someone who has to handle the ball, that's that's just not what you want for your, for your point guard. I mean, for for dude to be shooting and that percentage is that's twenty five percent. I mean, I should have known that five of twenty from the free throw line. Uh, I mean, hopefully he's got in some work. It's not going to change that quickly, but hopefully he's got in some work to get prepared for this game because this he knows the coaching staff knows it's coming. Doc Rivers is probably not going to take him out the game unless they just keep doing, unless they have a lead and it's taken away from their lead because they're doing it early in the fourth quarter where you have to maybe sit them until around the two-minute mark like they used to do with Shaq or DeAndre Jordan. When team, when those teams would ha- have a lead, they just, man, we're going we're gonna to foul this guy and <laughs> take chances and get twos and threes on the other end and you giving up one at the max, two points. It just kills the momentum of the game. Hopefully that doesn't, that doesn't happen because that's just ugly, ugly basketball. I mean, nobody wants to see somebody who doesn't shoot free throws well on the free throw line most of the game. That's, <laughs> that's this, 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 I know it's a sport and you and every, it's a competition. People want to win, but this is entertaining as well. We want to see a, a good basketball game. But he's going to have to get that together and then the, be- the quicker they get the series over, I guess the better, but Atlanta, New York could end tonight as well. And so, I mean, they could be going into the series against the Hawks without Embiid. And I still would think, I still think Philly would, would have enough, but I mean, with, without Embiid and with the, some of the issues with still lingering with Ben Simmons, who knows the Hawks, could definitely push him or maybe even steal the series. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a surprise, but it would, if that happened, I mean, that would definitely, that'd be a great accomplishment to go to the East Finals, but that Hawks team isn't beating Brooklyn or Milwaukee, whoever comes out of that series. But, but uh, yeah, just we'll see how, see how that plays out. I just, I mean, I, I like Embiid's game. I, I don't. I'm not sure if that team's even going to be able to get to the finals. But I felt like they they addressed their issues. They addressed their shooting issues. Um, they have a proven coach. You 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 have Embiid, who's a force. Simmons is a great defender. Harris can score, and you have other shooters. And they they play a good amount of defense. They have just as much of. A, they have a, a really good chance of getting back to the finals for the first time in a long time. 
and the East Finals wouldn't be nothing to brush off or look down upon either because, I mean, Milwaukee or and then Brooklyn, they're, they're both good teams too. So it's definitely nothing to um, throw shade at. We'll, we'll see how that shakes out. As far as the other game, other game tonight, um, that possibly could be ending, good chance. The Atlanta New York game. Um, I guess when you look at how the game's played out, it really, I mean, Trey Young get the floater, the clutch floater in game one. But I mean, Atlanta's really pretty much been been dominant in, in, in this series. Uh, New York just doesn't have enough offense. They play great defense, but they just don't have enough offense. And then when you have Julius Randle, I mean, shooting 27% from the field, 20 of 73. I mean, he's missing contested shots, somewhat open shots, but he doesn't really have the ability, I don't think, to beat a double team. I mean, he's finding the guys. He's finding Bullock when he can, finding Rose. I mean, Randall hasn't shot it that well either. Burks had that one hot game. But they just don't. They, they, they just don't have enough offense. I mean, the quote, the quote Jay-Z, Julius Randle's all right, but he's not real. I mean, when it when it comes to the playoffs, you have to, you want to at least be at your average, hit your averages, scoring average, or go a little above because the, the intensity goes up. And that's how you display how, how great of a player you are. Now, he's well-deserving of getting that most improved player award uh, and, and and still leaving some some MVP votes because nobody expected much of the Knicks this year but uh, I think of now obviously people are seeing what he's doing against the Hawks who who are who are a good team but they're not known as a great defense they have some def- defensive guys like Capella Bogdanovich seems to play good defense DeAndre Hunter and maybe even John Collins, but this isn't this isn't a a defensive juggernaut, so to speak, and you're not getting your numbers, you're clanking it up. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's not a good look. Um it just maybe just proves that you need some you need someone of equal or with a little more talent to go along with Randall to help this team uh overcome their deficiencies, especially on offense. I mean, the defense is there, but it's basketball. I mean, the game is catered towards scoring. You have to, you're going to have to be able to keep up and produce points to win, especially nowadays when so many shots are from three-point range and guys are hitting them at a high clip. You have to be able to be able to keep up. And uh, I mean, it's going to be an intense environment. Hopefully there's no more foolishness. Obviously, I don't think anybody be spitting anybody or throwing anything. Hopefully, I mean, the the fan stuff lately has just been, just just been, just been really silly. I mean, people need to check themselves and act like adults. I mean, that's just, that's just, it's just a a terrible thing to do. I mean, just, 
and just and just it's just very childish. I mean, can control yourself, but it's gonna be an intense, intense crowd, intense atmosphere, because the Knicks and the Knicks fans don't want this series to end on their home floor without without them advancing, with them being eliminated. But uh, I mean, Atlanta's just a better team. I mean, Trey Young's been playing very well, shooting pretty good from three. I mean, free throw line, not missing, barely missing, hitting that floater. And his his supporting cast has, has been stepping up. So they should, um, and just, just the fact how they pretty much dominated the series. I mean, you had game two when Trey Young went out. They were dominating that game before he sat too long. But so I think I think this series has, has a good chance of being wrapped up black tonight. And we can go ahead and then you have be able to move on to the the Sixers and the Hawks in round two. But uh and the, the other the other game tonight, Utah and Memphis. Uh Memphis won that first game. But I just don't think they just don't have enough. Utah's been the better, better team all season. I mean, John Morant's definitely doing his thing, um, getting to the lane. Probably been probably the, one of the best highlights of the playoffs. I mean, that going up against Gobert, but Gobert turned it away. But it was it was a it would make for a great picture. I mean, good video. But I don't know what it is, but I feel like Memphis. Um, and they're at AC for a reason. They had to play their way in. They need another piece, another maybe more consistent piece. Dylan Brooks is a good second option. Um, Kyle Anderson's decent. Jaron Jackson, I guess maybe he's going to have to bring up his level of play a little more in the future, but the team is, um, they're just missing a little something. Maybe a little, maybe a little more shooting, uh, but Utah is just a better team with Boyan Bogdanovich with, I mean, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. Mike Conley playing better. Donovan Mitchell, go Bear playing solid defense. Royce O'Neal helping out. Um, I just think they're they're a better team. They just had the better season and they should have wrapped wrapped that thing up at home tonight. Um, they Memphis really can't do anything with Donovan Mitchell. And he was since he's been back, they they haven't been able to beat. <laughs> the Jazz again, and I don't expect expect that to happen tonight. And that leaves us, yeah, that's, that's all of the, all the action going on tonight and previewing the, previewing a few upcoming series, but now, Brooklyn closed out Boston last night, uh, as expected. Just too much firepower with James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. No surprise there. I mean, Jason Tatum did what he could, but Jalen Brown was hurt before the series, and then Kimball Walker went out. So, big ups to Tatum for doing, doing what he could, but just too overmatched. Then Boston didn't really have a good season, and it also came out. So Brooklyn did what they need to do. Um, 
Then also, Harden had that very impressive game with the triple-double last night. Then the previous game, I mean, but Durant, 42, only missed a few shots. Kyrie, 39. Yeah, just, <laughs> just too much offense. I mean, it wasn't expected. Um, big up to Boston, I mean, they showed pride, didn't get swept, but they're going to have to address some things with their roster. And then today, today it came out that Danny Age decided to step, retire, and Brad Stevens is going into his position. So, and so now they're going to be looking for a new coach. Maybe we'll find out who that is um, before the playoffs end, or in the in the coming weeks, or as the playoffs get closer to um, ending. We'll see who who they decide to bring in and then they'll start making adjustments with their roster as far as uh, definitely keeping Tatum. I assume they'll probably keep Brown too. I always hear that those guys don't seem to mesh well. It's a your turn, my turn type of system. But I mean, Brown improved a lot this year. I mean, he was was definitely atop my list of most improved players. I mean, just being able to see him hit shots consistently, hit the three more. Uh, but I mean, they have some issues with big guys. I like Robert Williams. I mean, shot blocker, strong finisher around the rim, um, good at catching lobs. And but the uh, you got Kimball Walker with the knee issues. They're gonna have to address that. I mean, probably gonna have to stick with him. And then they brought in Fournier. I I guess he'll be there, but going to have to get some some guy, more guys off the bench with some talent. I mean, you got a name in Jabari Parker, but his body's kind of failed him, so he's just kind of we'll see if they bring him back, but you kind of, you kind of need more than that. You're going to need some and definitely some more dependable size. Uh, I don't know. Tristan Thompson will be back or if he, if he well, his contract consists of, but it's there's going to be some changes coming with, with that roster. We'll see how, what kind of moves they make and uh, who's the head coach and what kind of vision he has and restructuring plan he has to go alongside Brad Stevens. So some major changes there, there in Boston. Then you have oh, the, the other series tonight. The Clippers and the Mavs. I mean, what a what a roller coaster. I mean, you have the Mavs come out, win the first two games in LA. You have the Clippers come back and win the next two games in Dallas and game four convincingly. I mean, you have to give Paul George and Kawhi Leonard a lot of credit. I mean, that they were down 30 to 11 at one point early in that game. And for them to fight back. And avoid going down 3-0, which is a, a death sentence because nobody's ever come back from a 3-0 deficit to win a series in the NBA. And so, I mean, they were, they just came back and just, they, 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 they figured out something. I mean, and definitely it helped when Luka Doncic is just struggling from the free throw line. And then those, those role players like Tim Hardaway and Finney Smith and other guys just stopped making all those threes. 
And so it's, um, I'm, I'm not sure how, how tonight will go. If, if you take the trend, I mean, Dallas should win this, win this game since they've had so much success there early. But now every, the whole mindset's flipped. I mean, everybody was bashing the Clippers and now there was talk about, I mean, I know you have to react to every game, but I guess after them going down 2-0, it was looking rather bleak. Like, wow, maybe it's just, and I myself was even just saying, well, it's just not working between Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But now they've reversed things. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is shooting an absurd percentage right now. 63%, 48% from three, averaging 33, 33 points a game. So he's been doing what he's supposed to do as far as scoring load. And Paul, Paul George just came along and helped him out. He's not shooting as great from three, but 50% from the field. And uh, offensively, pretty much has been all Luka for the Mavs. Um, majority Luka. I mean, Porzingis is playing okay, averaging 15, but you, you, he needs to be in the in the 20-point range. I know other guys, Tim Hardaway and Jalen Brunson have been helping out in um, but you you gotta, I mean, you're a, you're a big time player. I know his body has failed him. Has been kind of his health has been kind of an issue. But we need you know, we're gonna need some more. Um, and then not, but now you have Luca with the neck issue. He said it's, it's better, so we'll see how he looks tonight because it definitely was affecting him the past game and game three. But um. People like Barkley are saying, saying it's over. A lot of people are just saying the momentum has shifted so much that the Clippers just went four straight after losing the first two. So we'll see how the pressure's still on. We'll see how they play back at home. I mean, this you're back home tonight. You, you still can't relax. See if they come out and continue to shoot the three so well. It's just been um that's just been a been a major factor in these past two games and it's kind of been a detriment a negative for Dallas because they've just that that shooting spark they came out with that hot shooting spark they came out with has kind of um, regressed back to the mean so to speak it regressed back to averages but uh, hopefully Lucas healthy we, we want want him to be at full strength and be able to to get a true series now have the excuse of injury but like I said earlier injury happens but he's also going to have to correct that three point that free throw percentage I mean 41% you're the point guard I mean 13 of 32 in four games I mean that's, that's pretty bad he just I think one thing he I noticed with him he'll, he's reacting after misses you, you have to be calm cool and collected Especially at the level you're at, I mean, you can't you can't keep showing that emotion. You just gotta stay level-headed and go back to the basics. I mean, get in like a get in the mind, uh, relaxed mind state, and just if they don't go, don't react so boisterously. Just okay, you miss, but every time you go up there, 
just find something, find, we have to find laser sharp focus and be able to knock those shots down because it could, game come down to the wire, that's where you could be and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of pressure. But um, just, just a very, very intriguing series there how just the storyline went from Clippers are dead, they're a joke, they're fraudulent. Then now it's, they, they showed, they showed grit, they showed, they persevered and come back to even the series. And now it's like, they're gonna take the series. They just, people just notice something that, um, and with, if, if Luka Doncic isn't 100%, I mean, they should win. And the Clippers should win, they're, they're a better team, but Dallas came out really hungry. Dallas came out really focused because they remember the 4-2 series they lost last year to this same team. So they even like, well, we're, we're on a, a revenge tour. So, and they, they showed that early. I mean, Luka Doncic in the pick and roll, if he's, if he's, I mean, they're going to, whoever the weak spot is, whether it's Zubak or they're going to get that matchup in the screen and roll. And if the Clippers keep switching it, then you're going to have to live with the results. But if he's, Doncic is, isn't a great, Luka isn't a great three-point shooter, but I mean, if, if, if he's if he's knocking it down, y'all got to fight through screens or do something. I mean, you're talking about Kawhi and Paul George. I mean, you got to, I just, I mean, I know switching just doesn't allow for open looks from three because guys are so dangerous, but at a certain point, you have to adjust to be able to, I don't know, fight through or uh, get to where you can switch back. I mean, I don't, I know it's a lot of space out there now with, but it's just, you can't be, you can't continue to take the, the least path of resistance and Joe, I'm just going to switch and let somebody else guard him and hope he misses. Nah, when it's a bad matchup, <laughs> that guy's going to get cooked. That's why, a lot of reasons why big men now can't, they can't play because they can't guard because the game is so, catered to, to guards who can shoot so if you're and if you if you can't guard then you can't score on the other end you're pretty much useless as a big guy I mean unless you're an Embiid or a Jokic or definitely Gobert because he can guard Capella I think can guard pretty well now, he's not really an offensive threat but he'll catch lobs and he can't in the paint he can be effective and then just the fact he can guard enough so uh, we'll we'll see which way that series sways, and see if the what kind of adjustments are made because there has to be an adjustment to the previous adjustment. And now, as far as we do have one one series, one one new series I want to address, and that's Brooklyn and Milwaukee number two and three seeds in the in the conference. Now, Milwaukee did win the season series 2-1, but all of them close games, but I know I saw a good bit of one of them, and it was a tightly contested game. That's when Durant missed the, um, he had a chance to tie it up. Yeah, missed, missed the fading three, but I don't think Harden was playing that game. And then the other two games, it could have been 
Kyrie, Harden, Durant haven't all been there. So, now nah, it wasn't truly the squad they're going to see now. Now all those guys are healthy. Milwaukee's main guys are healthy, and um, should, should, should be a should be a long series. I mean, I assume Holiday's going to match up with Kyrie. Giannis on Durant at times. Middleton on Harden. That's how I would kind of play. I mean, Milwaukee has Milwaukee has enough defense, but Brooklyn is they, they're, they're, they're serious offensively. They're, they they put pressure on you. And so we're going to see how those things balance out. I mean, I think Giannis still needs, depending on who they put on him, if it's Claxton, Griffin, or even if they if Brooklyn decides to play DeAndre Jordan this series, I mean, but you, you got to get down in the post and work as far as fadeaways and I mean just display some post moves you come accustomed to doing as far as Giannis I mean up and under fadeaways just just attack them there so it's just not so much of an up and down game even though they probably won't be able to stop you but I mean Brooklyn's offense is just so potent but you're just hoping that you can contain Kyrie and James Harden I mean not foul them. I mean, they're, they're going to get theirs, but you're going to just want to have to continually make it tough. And should should be definitely should definitely be a good series uh, when it does kick off. Hopefully, everyone stays healthy. I know Milwaukee doesn't have Divincenzo, but I guess Forrest may fill in or Pat Pat Connaughton, one of those guys. But but it's going to We'll see how it affects Milwaukee because DiVincenzo was their starter. So now you're asking someone else to play a role they didn't play before. But um should be an interesting series. And the Bucks, um, they, I mean, shout out to them. They they also came with the re- revenge on on the brain when they they handled Miami. I mean, first game was close, Miami didn't shoot well. And then, but Middleton iced him with the plus J. And after that, it was just a like a snowball effect rolling down here. The Miami just couldn't avalanche. They just could not control. I mean, bl- blown out, building on fire in the second game, just 132 to 98. I mean, Brent Forbes just making threes. They did have a lot of defensive breakdowns in that game. And then First game home, they get handled 113-84. In game four, when you're playing for pride, I mean, they were up, but Milwaukee made the adjustment at the half and just steamrolled those guys. 120-103. Just, um, just a, a different year. Um, not in the bubble. I mean, Miami just, they just didn't have it. I mean, Butler played his usual game, but only average 15. I mean, everybody kind of chipped in, but Duncan Robinson didn't shoot it that well. Tyler Hero kind of was nowhere to be found as far as the series. I mean, 30, 32% overall, 32% from three. Kendrick Numb's pretty much ineffective. I mean, they just pretty much the same team. I mean, just without Jake Crowder and Olenek. Myers Leonard, who didn't play much. Now, the Oladipo got hurt. They had gave up a little to get him. But 
I mean, Milwaukee just, I was surprised they really handled Miami this way. Um, we'll see how Miami addresses addresses their team and how they're going to may have to restructure a few things because they I, I didn't expect them to get, after the run they had last year, I didn't expect them to get embarrassed or just um, get run the way they did. I mean, they just got ran off the court. But they had kind of had a weird season. I mean, they had had some COVID issues, injury issues, but they never took that leap or separated themselves because they had a similar record. I mean, they were the fifth seed in the East last season. And then this year, well, a sixth seed. So they they didn't take that leap. Everyone, okay, you got to the finals. You push the Lakers to six. Can you can you be atop the conference this season? I know some changes. I know Milwaukee made key changes. Brooklyn with adding Harden. Philadelphia as well with adding shooting and bringing back Simmons. Have already having Simmons and Embiid. So I know it was going to be tough, but I mean, realistically, you should have had the seed that New York had. We didn't know New York was going to uh, revive come with I mean become what they become and so I mean for them to end up being a sixth seed they just just they were always kind of playing or hanging around the 500 mark slipping out of the playoffs slipping low on the standings and they finally got together to an extent but just just something wasn't just something didn't click it just didn't it didn't um it didn't appear well and then they they gotta they gotta gotta be as a team that they handled and knew how to knew how to limit again but I mean with Drew Holiday and the additions the Bucks made PJ Tucker and and just having um Milwaukee making certain adjustments it just they played a different team and they that team showed them they we're different and we're going to blow you off the court. Like Giannis said, we're we're not going to play with our food. We're going to finish scrape the plate. And they <laughs> they brought the brooms out. <laughs> and so uh gonna be interesting. Playoffs have been good. We'll see what happens tonight, see what series go on, see what series come to an end. Uh, because at least two will, yeah, two have the chance of coming to an end. If I'm reading it right, I think they all are playing this this evening. But as far as that, um, we just hope there are no more fan incidents. People just act maturely. It's sports, don't take it too seriously. It's not. <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't affect your everyday being. I mean, just be mature. Act, act like an adult. Oh yeah, we do have four games tonight. So yeah, so three with the champ. Three champ. 
three series have the chances of ending in. We'll see who takes the edge between the Clippers and the Mavs. But that's my time, folks. This is another edition of the All Basketball Podcast. An episode, another episode of Just My Thoughts. I'm your host, Maurice Dixon. Thank you for listening. You can find this podcast on all your all your major podcast platforms wherever you listen and also on YouTube. And until next time, peace and be blessed in Jesus' name.